This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast and we're coming to you from the virtual joint this week because we've had such a mad week. We've been all over the gaff. We've had a game on Saturday, we've had a game on Tuesday, we've got something coming on Thursday, we've got a podcast on Wednesday. We thought, tell you something, we need to chill a little bit and we just need to think about the thoughts of Brentford's playoff hopes going down the drain. Actually, it's not that bad, you know. We're all good, you know. So we just thought, instead of actually going down the pub and having a few pints to celebrate instead, we'll just chill, we'll sit down, we'll discuss, we'll think about the game at the weekend, we'll think about the game on Tuesday, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it again on Thursday night. I'm Billy Grant, and like I said to you, I'm in the virtual joint here with my man, Dave Lane. How are you, mate? I'm good, Bill. I'm very good, as you say. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. Um, so yeah, it's good to be in the good to be back in the virtual joint. I quite like it here. Yeah, it is as well. It is as well. So listen, you know, just cracking it feels like, on. It feels, like, feels a bit like home. It does feel a bit like home, actually. Home is where the heart is, from what I've heard. But anyway, listen, what we got for you today? Very, very, very compact podcast. You know, we're going to talk about the game at the weekend against Millwall. There was a bit of activity there. You know, we had the Saville who scored a goal and he was very happy with himself. And then on Tuesday, Cardiff came down very big and brawny. They came and they muscled us off the ball and we didn't get the points either on Saturday, either on Tuesday. We're also going to look forward to Saturday. We've got Borough coming down. We like Borough. Borough fans, we have a right good laugh at them. So they're coming down in their droves and they're hoping they're going to get another three points of Brentford. But fingers crossed... That won't be the case. So we'll be talking to John from the 12th Man Posse down from Borough. And then we're going to chill and we're going to let you know about the radio show on Love Sport Radio Thursday night, 9 till 10. You can check us out on there. We've got a little radio show that started last week with myself and Dave Lane. And this week we've got Edward the Headwood who's going to be on board. We're going to be talking about all things Brentford. You can call into the show. Just check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. The telephone number will be on there. It'll be really good to hear from you. But before we do that, let's go back to Saturday and Tuesday. Let's hear what the fans had to say after the games when we got zero one. <laughs> I thought we were fantastic second half. It was one-way traffic. But as you said, a goal in the first minute. Um, 
a man off already, Bieland. Um, and the writing was on the wall from that point. Yeah, George Savile, of all the players, George Savile, you knew he was going to pop up. You knew he was going to do it. He scored after a minute during the week, and sure enough, he popped up and did the same again. And fair play, he, he took his goal, he took his chance well. It opened up for him, we stood off. Um, there was a man down, should we have stopped play that early on? Who knows, who cares? You know, that's football. He took his chance, he took it well. He enjoyed his moment. We didn't. I mean, we played Millwall off the park for 89 minutes of that game. Um, Millwall took their chance, as Nick has said, in their first minute, and the rest of the game we we dominated. It's disappointing, um, but I think what it confirms is that we both know that Millwall won't be going into the playoffs, and neither will we after today's result. You know, you, know, you watch the performance and you think, well, Millwall earned that and they deserve that because they battled from you know minute one quite literally and went all the way through we we huffed and puffed but we couldn't blow anything down it's a fucking crazy day yeah yeah so the, we are playing good but Millwall scored the goal only one and Millwall shit the atmosphere in the dam was very good I never seen like this before in the 2000 UVA fans standing and singing, it was very, very awesome. So I, I want to go back to uh, this match. I think we had like five minutes in the second half where we challenged you. Apart from that, I thought you guys had the run in the second half. You should have done it, but you didn't. You look at the Millwall stats, every game, we never have the majority of the game. We're always down to about 40%. Today was no different. What we do is we counter, we score, and that's that's what we've been doing all season. Not very funny. Brentford were pretty good, but we won. The moan about how Cardiff play all you like, and it wasn't particularly pretty, but it's effective, and they're, they're second in the league, and we need to learn to play against teams like that. You know, if we are serious about competing and playing, we're going to play against teams like that during the season. Often the teams we play that are big and strong and play to the edge of the rules aren't good. There's some fairly talented players there as well. They're a good team. They're second for a reason and we need to work out how to play against them and more importantly how to defend against them. We, we kept in it. We had some chances even at 2-1. Watkins had a good chance where we could have pulled back 2-2, made it slightly a different game but yeah, they, they play the long ball game and as we've known over the last two or three seasons we, we're not very good at combating that and whilst we thought we got better at it again there was a few signs there's a couple of other chances, you know, we could have let in a few more, really. And whilst we, we had a lot of possession, we played some nice football, as we always do. Um, we've got to work out how to defend against teams that play that sort of game, and we're not there yet. I mean, look, we played well. Nice, pretty possession football, but just no cutting edge again. Uh, we had nothing to lose tonight. I think we're just a little bit naive in terms of just being one-dimensional. It sounds silly to say it. The football is pretty, and it sometimes hurts teams, but it's, it's predictable. Uh, we need to vary it up a little bit. Not quite sure what the changes are. I mean, let's be proud of what we've done and what we've what we've got. It's all uh, it's winning lots of plaudits. It's winning lots of fans, but it's it's not going to do anything in this division against functional football teams like Cardiff, like Middlesbrough. Will come on Saturday and play in a similar way. And uh, you know, to be honest, I hate to say it, it could have been a lot worse tonight. At one point, I was thinking, you know, Bentley saved us quite a lot of times in the first half. Second half, there was a period where every time they got forward, they looked like scoring. Probably could have been 6-1 tonight, to be fair. But look, you know, we've, we've got away with it, to be fair. Let's, let's think about how we can kind of learn lessons from this for next season when we play these, like, ugly but functional football teams. You know, everyone they brought on was, you know, silly six and a half foot. 
and you, you can't deal with it. They throw balls in, and eventually they they get a goal. You know that's what happens. But I don't know how we. I'd rather come and watch us as opposed to watching that every week. But it's effective. That's it's a typical Warnock side. It, it really he's effective as much as I don't like him as a manager. I wouldn't like him down here, but it works and he gets teams up. That's what he does. After losing to Millwall. Should have at least drew with Leeds. I think that's it. I think this it's over. I think, but you never know. Towards the end of the season, nick a few wins. You never know. I thought we competed for 20 minutes tonight, and then we got our bullied. Um, there's an argument that says you need a bit more protection from the ref against teams like this. Um, but, you know, other people would say that it's a man's game and you've got to let the game flow. Not everyone we're going to play will want to play us at football. We're, we're seeing that. Um, Cardiff were horrible, you know. They, they, won't, they can't survive. If, that, if that's about going up, you've got to play like that, you know. Um, again, I don't want to take moral high ground because I just think that's a little bit sort of like, you know, so what? But it was just horrible, horrible to watch. It's been a dream day. Like We didn't even expect Villa to drop points like so. To be seven points is an absolute Brucey bonus tonight. Oh, we should have been three down after about ten minutes. We were absolutely woeful. Ten ten, yeah, five seconds we should have conceded, but finally got to act together, one down, and uh, gradually got in the game. And the sole Bamba Wildy, and off we went. Like every bangs on about that we have the lowest passing rate, but the one start accounts in this league, we have the most touches in the opposition box, and that's how you get goals. Two games, no points. Playoff hopes. They were pretty faint anyway. They'd pretty much gone out the window. Um, Saturday at Millwall, we had a right good laugh, it has to be said. We did the brewery tour. We went down from Bermondsey all the way from London Bridge all the way down to Bermondsey and we had a really good laugh with uh, all sorts of characters we met along the way. We even met the Hungarian bees who, uh, well, they weren't bees when we met them. They were on the way to West Ham and we dragged them. We told them to tear up their tickets, which they did. They tore them up and they decided to come to Brentford with us on Saturday. And then we, uh, we had the Cardiff game on Tuesday. Now, again, we didn't get the points. Laney, totally disappointing three days, wasn't it? Yeah, two very, very different games, I thought. You know, one, one Brentford were in pretty much control of. The second one, Cardiff, were pretty much in control of. Um, we, we, we did see our, you know, our very faint promotional playoff hopes evaporate. I mean, you know... It's, it's not it's not technically over it's not mathematically over we'd be a bit kind of hypocritical if we uh, you know if we if we gave up you know if our players gave up after being three 0 down at half time and didn't try we'd, we'd be moaning so as, as fans I think we've probably got to, you know we've got to still believe and we've got to, we can't give up until you know it's it's impossible but you know we're we're realists as well you know we've we've been here and seen it several times so it's unlikely but but it's not impossible so. We have to, we have to, we just have to hope, you know. We have to, we have to dig deep. The players have to dig deep, and uh, we have to hope for a bit of a bit of a bit of a miracle or one of those situations that only happens once in a blue moon. So yeah, unlikely, but hey, you know, it's football. Anything can happen. I mean, the the good thing about it is I see a lot of the fans. They've actually everyone pretty much accepted it, and they're saying, listen, let's play the B team. Let's just go out there and just enjoy ourselves for the back end of the season. Which, in a strange way, because we're not even in April yet, so that's in a strange way that's quite nice. That again reminds me of uh, was it last season or was it the season before? I think it was probably two seasons ago when we played. I think it was Blackburn, and it was the third. It was the third week in September, the week I think before the international break. It was, we were horrendous. 
us again and we'd, we'd done nothing and we were just we were looking awful. We'd lost to QPR, we lost to Blackburn and then we went to the international break and then we came back and bang, 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 you know, Scott Hogan came back and we basically pretty much won every single game. Now, no one saw that coming. We didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming, you didn't see it coming, but it was a really nice end of the season because we weren't expecting it. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's almost like this. these are the kind of things in football which actually kind of like makes your season extra special, isn't it? Yeah, it, it does change the dynamic of it all. You know, It gives the manager and the, the coaches the kind of opportunity to maybe try one or two things that they probably wouldn't have done if we were you know, almost just three points behind the playoff pack and the pressure was still on. We might be able to you know, trial a couple of the B-team players. I'm not saying we, you know, we're, we're going to take our foot off the gas and we're not going to coast. We, we're still going to go for as many points and as high a finish as we, as we can. At the moment, you know, we're... We need to get back in that top ten. That's the kind of the standard we need to set. What's really good and really heartening is like you know there's been no like recrimin- no recriminations and there's no kind of like calling for you know what how did this happen you know it's uh, you know I wouldn't say as fans we've, we've you know we're, we're accepting it but um, you know I think we're realists as well now I think we you know we we, we realised that it was kind of improbable and uh, you know I, I just think the last the last couple of games maybe the Leeds game was the one we realised your luck's not going for you at all you know when you when you get an offside goal against you and you know you get some good chances and they don't go in it's uh, you know it's 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 it's, it's frustrating but you know. It's, we've got you know keeping to perspective really. I mean going back to Saturday we played Millwall and um, like I said the result, result didn't go to plan um, pretty much unlike the Cardiff game or pretty much like the Cardiff game Brentford actually scored uh, Brentford scored very early on in the Cardiff game which we'll talk about in a minute but at Millwall Millwall scored very early on I don't think even a minute was on the clock um, there was a bit of a I wouldn't say a fluff but we had Bielend who uh, who well he got, he got injured. Uh, gave the ball away and they broke really quickly. Um, ball and Savile was very quick to the ball, smacked the ball in the back of net, and then turned around and uh, made sure that the Bridford fans knew that he'd scored. A um, couple of annoying things about that one. First of all, Bielend getting injured. Not saying him getting um, getting injured was annoying, but it was interesting because uh, Dean Smith talked after the game saying that Bielend had a little bit of a tweak in the warm-up, but he said that Bielend knew his own body and he... Um, he felt that he was all right to go on. And then after a minute, he actually broke down. And uh, uh, from what I can gather, I think Bielen thought it was one injury. That was it? He thought it was an Achilles or something like that. And it ended up being another part of his body. So uh, there's a bit of a strange thing to say that Bielen knew his body, but obviously he probably didn't know his Achilles from his thigh or whatever it was, um, which is not good, was it? No, not good. Not a great start to the game. Um, you know, to lose the player would have been frustrating, but to lose the player and a goal... It kind of it, it threw us, you know, and it did take us a little bit to get back into it. But from there on in, you know, really it was it was kind of pretty pretty much one way traffic, and you know, it's it's just we like we I think we guessed pretty much midway through the second half it wasn't going to happen for us. We had a goal disallowed, we'd hit the bar, we'd hit the post. Um, you know, it was it was anything anything that was gonna go against us was gonna you know was gonna go because it, it I don't know I just I just couldn't see it coming and fair, credit to the players they didn't give up um, but uh, yeah it was, it was just a, I, it was nothing nice about the afternoon in in sort of when it, as you got right near the stadium it was you know razor barbed wire and that kind of like that that the kettling of the, the fans afterwards. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a grim place, but you know, we, as you said, we had a we had a good afternoon with the beer crawl. We did, and we did. And we might come to that in a minute, but I want to go back to Seville. 
Seville played for Brentford. Again, uh, we don't want to hark on it with, with the sour grapes, but we've we got to mention it. You know, he uh, he played for Brentford. We wanted to sign him. In fact, there's a Besotted video. If you go to besotted.com, you just check on videos, you'll search and you'll find a Seville video. We, we got him at the end of that promotion when we got promotion against Preston and we went up to him and everyone was really happy. Alan um, Judge was so happy and Benham was happy and, you know, Warburton was happy. Everyone was so delighted. And then, you know, we went to Seville. And you could sort of say, oh, are you going to join us next season? And he was poker-faced. And you could almost you could tell from there he had no interest because he thought, I'm going to move on to bigger and better things, which he did. And he went to Wolves. And listen, some things work out for some people, some things don't. And that one didn't work out for him. And he was a bit of a wilderness for a while. And ironically, it all turned on its head. And he ended up going back to Millwall, which was ironic, again, the club that he went to on loan from Chelsea before he actually came to us and he didn't work out too well when he went to Millwall because I remember speaking to a few Millwall fans they said mm, he was alright but you know a bit lightweight and you know so you know it's all about timing but now he's back at Millwall and he's found himself a bit of a home the Millwall fans absolutely love him got the old fighting spirit he's caught quite a fair few goals from good positions as well um, he believes that he well he's told us that his celebration and his goading of the fans was due to the fact that we gave him a bit of abuse the last few times that he's been down at Brentford, do you do you believe that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to. I, I seem to remember us giving him plenty of stick. I can't remember whether he was with Millwall alone, Bristol City. I don't think he played against us when he was with Wolves. I'm not. I might be mistaken. He might have done, but I, I think we give him dogs abuse. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, um, maybe there is kind of some uh, some <laughs> there's some truth in what he said. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was. He could have said, you know, his own fans were there. He could have, he could have celebrated with them. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure what happened at the final whistle. It looked like it had uh, some, something else sort of kicked off again. That so was, that was him and Sawyer's. Apparently, there's a bit of a bit of bit of stuff with him and Sawyer's. And then I think Sawyer said it was handbags and it was fine. But you know, obviously, there's probably a little bit of a maybe a little bit of history there. You know, um, he 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 left and some of the players came in. I actually know because Sawyer's was a few years after them, so I don't know don't know what that was about actually. I don't think there's anyone left when he from he was there. I mean, he was one of the few players that's still in the the Come On You Brentford video actually, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do remember giving Savile grief at some stage when he when he did when he has been back at Griffin Park. So you know, I'm not I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's justified, but it, you, you you know there may there may be mitigating circumstances there. Actually, tell you what it was. It's probably that's actually when it was with Wolves. He came down with walls as well, and I think that you know, you know, he's been down a few times, and we've we've definitely given him a little bit of a, you know, hello, George, we know who you are. But anyway, let's let's move on from that one. I mean, but other than that, Millwall, um, industrious team, you know, we can't, we couldn't, we, you know, we we we, we these we thought we were unlucky. I mean, I thought we were unlucky to a certain extent, but also, you know, it's about that clinicality, um, mm. if that's a word. Um, and again, we hit the post. Yeah, we had a. That clearance off the line. I mean, I saw it on TV, and it was it was, it was quite stupendous to be to be fair. And uh, you might have said any other day we would have won two 0 but it's getting a bit of a broken record, this, isn't it? it? Well, it kind of is, but you know, I think if if we if if we'd had struggled against two physical teams, we didn't. I didn't. We didn't really struggle against Millwall. 
you know, we 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 bossed that game, and you know, we we should we deserve to get something out of that game. I, I'd say probably yesterday, you know, against Cardiff, we probably didn't deserve to get anything out of. You know, we, we we'll talk about their sort of like their tactics or their style of play, um, and you know we have to, we have to cope with that better. But you know, we did actually cope with a more physical style of play against us pretty well on Saturday in you know in, in Bermondsey. So, you know, it's it's I, I just think you know Cardiff are a, you know are very good at what they do and Millwall are quite good at what they do. So it's uh, you know it, you know love them or hate them, Cardiff you know they they've got. They've got everything all lined up this year. They've got huge players. They've got real momentum at the moment. They're clinical. They break really fast. So you know they've got Warnock's done an incredible job there. Um, you know, again, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't personally want to watch it, but um, you know, it's uh, it's certainly effective. So I mean, just come to the game on Tuesday night. We came there. We thought you know we might be able to get a result. We went to Cardiff. Early in the season, we went to that match and it was quite disappointing because we had a lot of the game, but they hit us with a couple of sucker blows that we couldn't come back from. And it, again, the Cardiff fans said to me, you know, you look all right. So one of the best teams that come down there. But again, on Saturday, we played brilliantly, especially in the first 20 minutes. I mean, Neil Warnock said, you know, fair play to Dean Smith. He had that side playing brilliant football. There ain't many teams that play as good football as that. And Dean Smith is a really good manager. I don't give props to very many managers but I had to give it to Dean Smith and he actually gave him props fair play to, to Walnut and he said in the first 20 minutes he goes we were unbelievable but something goes wrong you know we made a mistake you know Josh Clark makes a mistake after we've gone 1-0 up very early on with Malpay you know we could have gone 2 up with Malpay Josh Clark makes a mistake you know they get oh, the ball Josh Clark's was a mistake for the second one but um, he gave yeah. the ball away for the first one did he give the yeah. ball away? He gave one? the ball away for the first one. So they got the ball, they hit us on the break, then they ran towards Egan. Egan just backed off, backed off, backed off, got the cross in. No one got the cross in the middle. Ball in the back of the net. So, you know, that was frustrating. And then, you know, again, we had a bit of a mistake at the, just on the death of half time as well. And it, it seemed to cost us. And uh, again, you know, it's that scenario, you know, somebody may turn around and say to you, that may not happen another day. But we've got to ask the question, you know, we're. A very good team that plays very good football. Some people say we're just very close, but we we keep saying about the fact that we are we keep making mistakes defensively. We get caught out, and also the fact is that we I don't know. I just it's almost like we're close but no cigar. But is that as close as we're going to get? Well, it's as close as we're going to get this year. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm, you know, <clears throat> we're going to have to. We haven't got a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen sort of next year, the year after. You know, you you expect. You know, the the people behind the scenes. You know, they left no stone unturned. They're not they're not going to be ignoring the evidence that's in front of them. They're going to be asking the same questions as all the fans are you know are asking. How how do we cope with that? What can we do to change things? You know, within the squad when when we come up against these these more robust teams. So you know, they'll be working hard now. Trying to work out, you know, we know we're not going to go down, so they'll be building for next year and, and and doing their recruiting. I'm sure by doing their doing their kind of reports and looking at looking at potential players now. I mean, it's, it's it's constant, I'm sure. So, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. We we can't go into the next season um, as light in certain positions as we have been this year. You know, we we, we need to you know we, we need to go into the next season 
Um, and the, the rest of this year can be an experiment to a certain extent. You know, we, I, I want to see a few B team players um, introduced and you know let a few of them um, let the couple of the fringe ones that really haven't been you know given a given a sort of like a, a decent run in the team um, some some decent game time. But you know next year we we do need to have um, the, the the striker situation sorted out. We do need to have you know the, the an exact back four you know the, the centre back pair at least you know um, nailed down. Um, you know we, I assume Rico Henry's going to come back. Um, I hope he comes back as fit and you know as promising as he was before he got injured. But you know we we know that there's there are there is a weakness and a slight imbalance in this team. And there's also one or two players that need to need to step their game up still. You know. It's, it's, I don't think it's unfair to say that you know Canos ha- hasn't performed to the level that we you know we we'd hoped he had. Yeah, he's still a brilliant squad member. He's still a brilliant you know player to to give, be given a first team you know start most weeks. But you know has he has he really fulfilled you know that kind of that wow factor that we we you know we we missed when he when he went the first time. So yeah, I mean there's there's, there's still a long way for this this current squad to evolve. So yeah, we're not, we're not ready for the playoffs, are we? We're clearly not, and um, so we just got we just got to make sure that we are for next year. So, so, so I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of people talking about the style of football, and Cardiff fans will turn around and say to you, "Listen, you know, we play our style of football. We're very effective. You can tip your ball, tip and tappy your, your passes around the place, um, but at the end of the day, we've delivered. We've come there. We may have had less touches than you. We've most have, might, might have had less pass completions. All those stats. But he goes, but." In the area and in the box, we had more touches, we had more shots, we had more goals, we got more everything, so we're much more effective. There's a lot of people moaning, saying that, you know, that was, uh, you know, what was it? You, that, what were the phrases that they've been sort of hoofed to Beth or, you know... Yeah, the, death, death by a thousand hooves. Death by a thousand hooves was one of the tweets that went out there. And, uh, and they, they were going on about Cardiff's really... Uh, industrial's not even the style of football. They're very direct... I mean, the amount of times they just hoop where they got the ball, they hoop the ball up into the air, which is something that you'd expect for a team like Burton or, or, or somebody in the first division, which I thought was quite interesting. But at the same time, as soon as they got the ball up front, they were fast, they were strong, they got the ball in there, bullied you off the ball. Now, the question we're going to ask, and maybe we should ask this on the radio show, we've got the radio show on Talks um, on Love Sport. 9 till 10 o'clock Thursday night. You should tune into it, 558am. It's on online, it's on DAB, it's on digital and should check it out. Maybe the question is that, do Brentford need to change or tweak their style of football for us to get success? Because we're, we're doing pretty well so far, or do we just need to carry on to do what we're doing? And maybe we should throw that question out there on Twitter and on Facebook uh, on Thursday and get some people to talk and just see what their thoughts are of Brentford and see where they're going, Dave, yeah? That'd be, that'd be great to get some... Fa- I mean, I know what my, my, my thoughts are on that subject, but it'd be great to get some input from, you know, from, from the, as many people as is possible. You know, yeah, you, you're right, the, you know, so it is a, it's a valid question, and it'd be quite interesting for me to find out how kind of educated or how kind of... Um, how used to this this brand of football we've, we've become, you know, is... Is is this attractive style? Is this you know free flowing passing game pretty much on the floor on the deck? Is pass and move? You know, is is this something that we we just we we just like expect now and we and we demand? Or you know, would 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 we swap 
you know our that that philosophy and that ethos and the ability to to bring players through and sell players on is, is born out of other people other other teams recognizing what great footballers we've got i'm i'm not sure that there's a huge long list of clubs that'll be looking out for cardiff players you know there's very few clubs that resort to those tactics anymore so uh you know if you're eight foot tall and you uh you're good in the air that's 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 about all you need to to to, to be good at to uh to play for cardiff even though i mean again and we'll talk about this like i said to you tomorrow on the radio show but um or today when people are listening but you know maybe the argument is people are going to say is that you know it's about success and it's about getting to the premier league and once you've got there then you can do what you want when you've got your 150 grand in your back pocket but that's point for chatting the phone number just to note it down will be 0208 702-0558. Just note that one down and just keep that in your phone because uh, you may need it. You said 150 grand, Bill. It's 150 million, I think uh, you meant. 100, well, 150, uh, 150 grand is probably the money that's going in the brown envelope to somebody out there for actually making some interesting signings. But we won't go on about that. But anyway, listen, we've talked a bit about Cardiff. We've talked a bit about the Millwall game. We'll talk about it more on the Love Sport Radio Show Thursday night, 9 till 10. But we're going to look forward to the weekend. We've got Middlesbrough coming down. And we're going to speak to John from the 12th Man Crew. So Saturday, we've got the North East Posse coming down. We've got the Borough lads and lasses coming out of Brentford. Always sell out their allocation very early. Very hard to get a ticket because the Borough fans are always potty for coming down to Griffin Park. They enjoy themselves as much as we enjoy going up to Borough as well. Every time we go up there, we have a very, very good time indeed, despite getting very few points. But that doesn't really bother us, because actually, you know what we like. We're there for the beer and everything else. But we've got a good set of friends up at Borough, a lot of good people up there as well. And uh, one of them is on the line here today. It's John from the 12th Man, and he's going to tell us all about Borough. John, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, good to speak to you. Yeah, good to speak to you, mate. You know, I haven't seen you for a few months. Last time I saw you, we were hanging the 12th band bar. It's like the little bar that you've got underneath the stand. It was after the game. And uh, we had quite a few little conversations. Um, it was a bit, of a bit of a gutter for us because I know the result. We've got a point up there. where You always say a point away from home is good. But, you know, we've got a point from there. And all your mates, you and everyone were saying, you know, we got away with that one. don't know how we got a point from that game. I mean, it was a bit of a, bit of a gutter for us. All right for you there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the game itself, end of September, was, um, it, it, I, thought, I thought you played quite well. Um, I didn't think we were doing particularly well. So, yeah, I think we were, we were fairly happy with on that. Um, but this Saturday, I think you'll see a, a totally different middle of the team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, that was in the middle or the beginning, really, of the Monk era. Gary Monk came to you in June. He came there and he kind of was meant to transform your side. He'd come from Leeds where he'd done sort of relatively well and then he sort of jetted some, himself out of Leeds and they were a bit gutted about that. Joined you um, and it didn't seem to work out too well. What was that then? Um, well, uh, I don't think... Um, I, I, personally, I don't think he had a plan or, or a system um, because it, it, it was... It was really strange um, when he when you got the team sheets and um, players would come in um, in from the cold and, and go straight into the team, or, or players who were playing the previous week were just left out altogether. Um, 
there, there was no rhyme or reason um, for it. And we never seemed to get uh, anything sort of like settled, a system, uh, a, a starting 11. It just, it never, it, it never took off under Gary Monk. And, uh, and um, you know, it, uh, it was an odd decision for him to be uh, given the vote after we won away at Sheffield Wednesday. But as it's turned out, you know, the, the club's fortunes have improved since then. I mean, and I've got to say that as well, because, I mean, there's this whole thing about, you know, you employ a manager and, you know, the football's going a bit mad where, you know, you, you employ someone and then certain clubs expect results after one month, two months, three months. I mean, Gary Monk's come in and he's pretty much given, what, he's given sort of one, what, even half a year to actually do the business at Borough. I mean, was, it, was he actually that bad that you had to get rid of him, do you think? Um, well, our league position wasn't um, atrocious. You know, we were in we were in top ten, I think, eight or ninth when when we got the push. Um, but the, the, there was just sort of no no idea as to as to where we were going. You know, and I think everybody um, thought that we should have been performing better than we were with the investment that was made in the summer. Uh, we spent a lot of money on forwards. We did recoup um, a lot of money back from our sales, so our net spend wasn't great, but we'd spent quite a lot of money on forwards, um, and we were we were not seeing um, the we were not seeing the type of performances that we expected. Now it was unusual for the chairman to um, sort of dispense of a manager so quickly. It's not been known. So whether or not there was anything else going on, um, uh, your guess is as good as mine. But it was a surprise when uh, when the chairman did uh, give him the bullet. Um, but like I said, we uh, we got Tony Pulis in. We had a, a caretaker manager for one game. We had Tony Pulis in, and um, recently, especially, things have improved, and we look a lot more. Uh, solid. We look a, a lot more organised, and um, and and you can second guess the team from one week to the next based on um, players' performances. You couldn't do that under Gary Monk. So I'm going to ask you. I mean, just being totally honest, Gary Monk's gone. Borough up Borough. They played a particular type of football. You had your Karanka before, and you had your Malbay before, and you know, and all of a sudden Pulis comes in. What was your honest thought when you thought Pulis was going to be manager? Um, well, I thought that um, you know he would he would offer us um, vast experience and um, he would sort out what what was a mess if you know what I mean. That that the, the team was it was shapeless really because it, it used to change from one week to the next. Um, now I know Tony Pulis has got a pretty dour reputation um, with the previous teams he's managed, you know, West Brom, Stoke, etc. Um, but he's come in and um, he's, he's surprised uh, quite a lot of Butter fans with um, the way he's been a bit more uh, attract-minded than what a lot of fans thought. Um, him coming in, when, when we did appoint him, um, I can't say that I was totally elated, 
but I did realise that, um, and I did think, sorry, that he he would he would build bring the team together, and I, I, I thought that he would really strengthen the squad, the group, and it it's uh, it, it worked out that way. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm hoping that um, we we've got nine games left of this season. I'm hoping that we can sort of push on and maintain our top six position. Right, and and and, and again, this is not this is not a disrespect. I'm saying this because obviously, like I said, you're alive at the borough. You know, good set of people and everything like that there. You know, even though you do <laughs> the Peters every time, um, but Pulis has got a he's got a, he's got a knack of shall we say winning ugly is the way that it is. And uh, you had a bit of a dodgy start to the season, but you seem to have kind of picked it up a little bit. Um, is, is, the, is the, the wins that you've been getting and the results you've been getting, have they been fairly ugly or, or has it been a mix and match the style? No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, been, it's been a mix that. Um, recently, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the last five, six games, we've looked more solid um, and barring a, a couple of um, really poor performances away when we were beaten at Norwich without um, really troubling them um, and and Cardiff also. Um, we've, we've, we won ugly at Birmingham because we didn't play particularly well as a team but we, we got the goal and we, we, we kept them at bay. Um, so a win ugly as you call it was what we got at Birmingham but other than that, you know, we, 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 we battered Leeds, um, we uh, battered Reading, and last week, uh, um, I, can't, I can't even remember who we played last week, I've forgotten. But anyway, we, we were comfortable, um, comfortable um, 3 3 1 winners. Um, those games we could have scored a few more goals to get our a goal difference up. Um, but it's it's been more promising. The team are looking, um, the, the team are looking more confident, and uh, the fans certainly are. So okay, so the game on Saturday, Brentford, we basically fluffed it on Tuesday night. We played Cardiff, and uh, you know we went early, got a goal early, you know, and it was looking good for us. But we found that we could not combat the the, the, the directness of Cardiff, the the the. the, the I hate to say bullying, but, you know, they, they managed to basically managed to bully us off, you know. Um, there's every trick in the book, and we're not saying it's sort of kind of sort of, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. They played their game, Walnut played their game, and they, they, they bullied us off the ball. They were faster than the ball. They were more direct, you know. They've got the ball in the area, and even though they don't have much possession, they're much more incisive than we are. We played great football. We've done that all season. The fans are really happy. Um, that's our style of football. You saw it up at Borough early in the season, and we don't really change the style because we haven't got the players to change that style. I'm wondering what we're going to expect from Borough, and how do you think they're going to combat Brentford playing on our turf? Um, well, first of all, I mean the, the championship is it, it's a tough enough it's a tough enough to crack, you know. Um, it, it, it's a long, hard season, and you come up against some real physical, direct opponents. Um, now, Brentford are not a direct team. You know, they like to they like to sort of play the ball and um, a tight ground at Griffin Park. Um, fortunately, we've got a decent record there. Um, and we go, we go in the game and full of confidence. We've got um, 
and um, Patrick Bamford, who's, who's had a, a pretty hot streak at the moment, he, he's full of confidence. We've got a, an absolute climb machine called the Dharma Triore, who, um, who's the fastest player I, I've seen. Um, and with that, he's got he's got a great amount of close ball control and skill, um, and he's come on on the purest leaps and bounds. So he will cause you a lot of problems. I'm looking to Saturday, and I, and I think it's a game that um, we need to win, and I think it's a game that we're capable of winning, but it's not going to be easy. No, I mean, again, for you, it's not going to be easy. We know it's not going to be easy. Now, when we saw the, uh, the Cardiff game, and we, you know, I think one of the Twitter comments out there was, and we've got Pulis on Saturday, which basically everyone's thinking it's going to be more of the same. Maybe it might not be. Maybe you might be mixing and matching it. You know, maybe you might not be necessarily as direct and aggressive as them, but we need to find a way to combat that. I mean, as you know, we've got our team out there. We've got people like Ryan Woods, who's great in the midfield, but, you know, again, you know, gets a little bit bullied off the ball if he does it by, you know, by, by certain teams and, and, and we struggle. And we're just wondering whether or not I mean, our B team, who we have, uh, we, we scrapped our academy. We started a B team, which is doing really well. We've got a number of players that are coming through, including Chris Metham, who's a central defender, number 33, who only played about just over a dozen games. And, uh, and Bournemouth came in and bid £8 million for him, which for us is amazing. We actually turned it down, but, you know, probably won't hold on for him much longer. But he's come out of the B team. But we're just wondering whether or not we're going to play a few of our B team players if we feel that, you know, the playoffs is out of reach for us, but we still need to give people uh, experience. Might be, this might be good for you because you've got a lack of experience on the pitch, but it also might be bad for you because you've got some young kids who are absolutely potty for it. Um, and, you know, so that's the score. So it could be an interesting game with it, John. Oh, yeah, yeah, it will be. I mean, we, we've got a, we are strong ourselves um, in midfield especially. You know, we've got, uh, we, we've got a guy in from Everton, more Bessic, who's really doing well since he's came, and um, he is—he's um, one hell of a player. He, he, he's not eye-catching in insofar as he sprays the ball all over the park, but he does a lot of work. He does a lot of closing down. He, he wins the ball a lot, and he's—he's—he's he's, um, he's comfortable on the ball, even with somebody chasing at his back. He's comfortable on the ball, and um, he's, he's accurate in his passing. So. We've got in Johnny Olsen, uh, Adam Clayton um, in midfield. We, we've got a, a, a strong midfield. We've got Stuart Gellman, Triore, um, Patrick Bamford doing well. Um, and our spine of our defence, Ayala and Gibson, are back to, um, they're back to how, how they were in our promotion season. Um, maybe he's not keeping uh, as many clean sheets, but certainly looking, looking strong. So... I'm, I'm going there on Saturday with the hope that we can um, we can get someone out of that game. Um, like I said, I, I think we do need to win it because um, it, 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 it one or two slip ups and, and you could sort of find yourself out of the top six and difficult to get back in. So I think it's a game that we'll be well up for and um, we'll give Brentford uh, enough respect. But I, I think we should go there and try to win it. Yeah, and I think that as well, and from our point of view as well, we, uh, it's interesting we've we had the sort of tip at form at the wrong time for us. I mean, we normally, again, pick it up around about April time as well, but we had a great run of just after Christmas. We've dipped off, we've lost it three out of the last four games, but also it coincides with the fact that one of our players, Joseph Soon, who uh, had a pretty good season last season, he was one of those surprise players when we signed him. 
Um, and then after he had a little bit of a dip, but he's just proved himself he's becoming better and better. And um, he had a gash in his foot about two or three games ago, I think it is, and he's not actually played. And since he's been out of the game, he's kind of lost a bit of the impetus and a couple of players that have come in who he's expected to fully have done better, maybe like Sergio Canos. Um, hasn't done quite as well as we've expected him to. And even um, Ollie Watkins looks a little bit tired as well and a little bit jaded. So we'll be interested to see if we're going to sort of change it about a bit. But listen, John, it's going to be wicked. I know you're coming down with your 12-man coach. I know there's all sorts of borough coming down. I'll be speaking to the, 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 the borough south. Posse, they're coming down. We've got the flying to the moon. Posse, they're coming down. Everyone's coming down, which is good. So we're going to have a nice little drink up before the game. But I'm going to ask you, before we talk about that, Saturday's score prediction. Um, I'll go for 3-1 Middlesbrough. Oh, it's gone for the big one. 3-1 to the Middlesbrough. And I'm going to go for... Uh, Keep your fingers crossed. I've got to go for one all see that we can keep it relatively tight, which is not what I would have wanted, but it'll be a bit of a result that you don't actually beat us for the, what's it, eight, seven time out of eight games anyway. So listen, John, Wicked Saturday, I'll see you and all your posse going to come down before the game. We'll have a good natter, we'll have a good treat, we'll have a good chat, and uh, we shall see which one of us gets the score prediction right at five o'clock. No problem, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Should be good, Wicked then. See you then. So that's John from the Borough 12th Man crew and they're going to be on their coach setting off at 7 o'clock in the morning getting down to the pub by midday-ish and we'll be having a right good chit-chat about the possibility of Brentford actually for the first time in eight games taking three points off them. Uh, John was really, really confident. He thinks that um, he thinks my man Pulis has turned it around for them. Laney, what do you reckon? I think we're um, up for a, a bit of a deja vu experience. Um, it, it, it wouldn't have uh, gone beyond their notice of how, how we've struggled in the last couple of games, scouting reports and videos of, you know, how, our strengths and weaknesses. Um, Middlesbrough are going to be more than more than aware of what they need to do. They, 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 they've got the beating of us. Well, they have, they have, they've had the beating of us for, for pretty much every time we've played them in recent history. So, uh, yeah, Pulis is not known for his pretty football either. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're up for another afternoon of kind of aerial bombardment and, and sort of hefty challenges. We, we need to we need to uh, we need to sit and watch the, the same videos and work out how we're gonna how we're gonna be different. Um, you know how are we gonna be a little bit less predictable. Hopefully we've got you know Joseph Zoom might be might be fit again. We missed him, um, and you know yeah maybe we, maybe we need to consider throwing some another wild card in. I thought Morpay played played well um, on uh, Tuesday night. I thought that was one of his better games for us recently. He seems to be learning, learning these patterns of play, and he seems to be on the same wavelength rather than sort of either being ahead of play or kind of, you know, be slightly confused about what was going to happen next. So, when when we were on on you know on the front foot, on the, you know in those few times during the match, he seemed to be you know he seemed to be knowing what was going to come his way. So, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily advocate sort of you know make you know pushing him to the sidelines because I thought he he really did try again on Tuesday. So, you know. Um, I'm just expect I'm just expecting some some something a bit better from our wide play. We weren't we weren't getting the killer crosses in or the crosses we were getting in. We were just sort of laying on a plate for their big guys to head out. We need to, we need to be doing something slightly different. So hopefully they're working on that in training for the rest of this week. Okay, so I mean Borough coming down score prediction. 
Um, I'm going to go B's win, actually. I, I'm going to go narrow, a narrow 2-1 win. So, uh, yeah, I, I called it I called it right last week. I, I didn't feel very loyal saying that we all were going to win, but... Um, although I thought I thought we would I thought we would do a job yesterday on Cardiff. I thought you know um, under the lights we 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 sort of been able to you know pull something special out of the bag. But yeah, we we, we go we go again as uh, someone used to say regularly, and um, we'll uh, I, I, yeah I've got I've got a good vibe. I think you know we did we did really well against Villa up at the Riverside um, earlier on in the season, and uh, yeah if we, we we can do well against them if we play if we're at our best, and we just need to raise ourselves and um, forget about the season being over from the playing perspective I'm sure they're, they're, you know, that's, not, that's not on their mind so uh, yeah um, we need to dig deep and we need to, we need to crack on still Right, and for me, I'm a little less optimistic and I'm normally very optimistic but I'm just thinking that we need to just kind of steady the ship a little bit Borough are going to be coming down they're going to be tough but they're also going to be slightly in awe of us but Pulis is going to be trying to give them the Stargent major treatment as he always does I'm saying it's going to be one all going to be you know so they're not going to get their three points again off of us but we're still not going to get that win we'll have to wait till next season because I don't think Borough are going to be going up this season I have to say and I'm very happy about that because I'll be very happy about going back there next next season because we have a right laugh every time we go up there it's a very very good place very very nice people but anyway this is the besotted pride of West London podcast or a mini pod as we say it's a mini podcast because we're not in the pub as we normally do and drinking our pints of pride and all sorts of stuff instead we're chilling out here getting ourselves ready for the weekend so uh, we've had a little chat about Cardiff we've had a little bit of chat about Millwall we've had a little chat about Borough and uh, it's been good just for a little bit of reflection but you'll be able to catch us again talking more Brentford Thursday night love sport radio nine till ten o'clock in the evening 558 AM in London also it's on DAB it's online it's on digital you can catch us Borough fans you come in and you call in you give us your thoughts of the game how you think you're going to do how you think you know if you're going to beat us you're not going to beat us how you've changed Brentford fans call in tell us how you think we're going to do and also how you think that we should maybe change and look forward to next season how are we going to actually elevate ourselves above 10th position for next season as well also go to besotted.com check out the Martin Allen waving hand thing Click on it and you can get tickets to the end of season social on the 4th of May. It's going to be wicked. Tickets have been absolutely flying out. I'm not sure how many we've got, but not very many, but it's going to be wicked, wicked. We've got a few more names to be confirmed quite soon as well. We've just been chatting to somebody and fingers crossed we can actually confirm that in a couple of days' time. But definitely check on that because uh, they're definitely flying out on that one. And uh, like I said to you, podcast, 7 o'clock a.m. On, on, on Thursday morning. Um, but other than that, Saturday, we've got nothing to lose now. We can relax. We're going to go down the pub before the game. We're going to hang out. We're going to chill. We're going to have some fun. We're going to watch a match. And you just never know. We may actually get three points completely out of the blue. But we are the bees, as we say. Between Come ourselves. On. Come on, you bees, on Saturday. See you at the Borough game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans. <laughs>